When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, time for Fan Mail Fridays. I'm your host, Jordan Harbinger, and I'm here with my producer, Jason DeFilippo. We'll be answering your questions and dropping some knowledge and feedback to help you kick the weekend off right. If you're new to the Art of Charm podcast, this isn't the best place to start. Most of our content is much more in-depth and longer format, so check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. There we've got the fundamentals of body language, nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, and everything else we teach here at The Art of Charm. We'll send all of this to your inbox if you text C-H-A-R-M-E-D, that's charmed, to 33444. All right, let's cut to it. I'm a highly motivated, high-achieving female in a happy and healthy relationship with a man who I'd label the non-AOC type. He doesn't enjoy consuming material for self-improvement and productivity. He's completely content not having his year planned out in detail by each quarter. My question for you is, do you think this hurts my growth and self-improvement goals? He has never made me feel ashamed, silly, etc. for being how I am, and I don't let the way he is stop me from achieving my goals. However, my perspective is limited to my experience. In your experience of working with thousands of AOCers, are the ones in committed relationships with other AOC-type individuals better off? In the big picture, are they more likely to achieve their goals? Thank you, contemplative and curious. Hey, Cece, thanks so much for the note, and thanks so much for being a dedicated AOC fam. We love our AOC sisters, and I'll tell you right now, the old rule that we've talked about a million times, I want to say this is Jim Rohn, not to be confused with Jim Rome. You only go as high as your five closest friends. The people who are in your intimate circle are definitely counted in the five closest friends. Your partners, your significant others, are significant others. They have a very strong influence on us. And that influence can be positive. It should be positive. It should bring out the best in you. However, it can also be limiting. We want somebody who opens us up. In your relationship, Cece, what are his strengths? Is he fun? Is he spontaneous? Is that something you feel you need? Because sometimes we see things as weaknesses in others that are actually their strengths. So maybe he's not exactly the quote-unquote AOC type. He's a super overachiever. But maybe you don't need that in a partner. Maybe you need something slightly different. So make sure you're not looking at what are actually his most positive qualities and seeing them as weaknesses. Now, if he's just sitting around playing video games all day, but he's fun sometimes, you might need more of that in a partner. Your core values definitely need to be aligned, but other than that, I encourage you strongly and wholeheartedly to be flexible in what you consider acceptable and required, in air quotes, in a significant other. This is ultimately a choice that only you can make, but I... I'm very hesitant to say this guy's not for you because he's not an overachiever. A lot of times what we need in our lives if we are overachievers is someone who can just slow the <laughs> slow us the hell down, tell us to take it easy, cook a dinner at home and not think about work. Sometimes that's the best thing that can happen to you. As long as they're not holding you down, this is a net positive, not a net negative. Hi there. First of all, thank you for your attempt to educate the hordes of clueless men out there. My boyfriend is a fan of your podcast, and I will occasionally tune in, hoping to gain insight into the male perspective. I listened to episode 480 with Linda Carroll after my boyfriend recommended it, 
we have obviously had ups and downs. The thing that seems to have stuck with my boyfriend from that episode was the story about how Linda told a girl she was helping to stop putting on sweats after work rather than complain about a dull sex life. While I totally get what she was saying, I think it's important to note that it goes both ways. I have a doctorate, am currently studying for additional certifications, compete in fitness competitions, and work 12-plus hour days. It's hard for me not to put on sweats after work, especially when my boyfriend will spend his days off and is already planted on the couch when I get home, in sweats, watching TV. He's recently made comments that he hasn't touched me as much because I don't get out of sweats when I get home. This behavior doesn't inspire me to put on something sexy in attempts to earn his attention after working all day to serve other people. A man in sweats every night gets just as old as a woman in sweats. Men need to make us feel sexy and confident and maybe get off their asses and into the kitchen if they want us to come home after a 14-hour day and work to pleasure them. I'm all for lingerie working to please my man, but he still has to earn it. I'm not normally the type of person to write someone ranting about these things, so please forgive me, Sharon. Hey, Sharon, you're right. Uh, This is a two-way street. He needs to be put in his place, and I very rarely recommend this type of thing. I understand that men are more visual, but it doesn't make it your duty or your obligation to always look great for him, especially if he's not trying. Don't be passive-aggressive about it. That's the one thing I would say. Do not simply... Now I'm never going to dress up because you don't do that stuff. Someone needs to say something. Someone needs to step up and lead in this relationship. And you both need to take proactive steps to make it right or it's going to be a stalemate where you both lose. Now, look, he was, in my opinion, not, not being very polite to tell you that, especially if it's the pot calling the kettle black here. But you can't take it out on him because really you're going to end up taking it out on your relationship. This is a communication thing. Handle it, even if you're the one that needs to get the ball rolling on it. That's my two cents. Jordan, I love your podcast and all you offer on Becoming Our Best. I listen to several podcasts and have noted this. The interviewer allows the interviewee to be the subject matter expert and encourages them to give more of their data, details, and info. The interviewer does not confront the expert's ideas and research with opposing views or data, but asks questions that expand their relevance. The interviewer doesn't validate their own work in training as equal or superior to the experts. Most of these observations are especially taken from your interview with Francis Cole Jones. I'm trying to get you to stop overshadowing your guests with comments about your knowledge and experience. You're obviously smart, experienced, and have a lot to offer, but in your interviews, especially this one, you attempt to validate yourself and illustrate how you and the boot camp already utilize what the subject matter expert is there to teach. The other hosts have as much background as you, maybe more, but their interviews allow and encourage the subject matter expert to be just that, the subject matter expert. I wanted this message to be a positive and encouraging thing for your efforts. I hope so. Encouraging your success, Mike. Hey, Mike, I respectfully disagree on this one. The guys you mentioned, who shall remain nameless because it's not really important, they're not coaches and they're not trainers of any kind, as much as I really like them both. In fact, the entire purpose of the Art of Charm podcast is to showcase the training and the products of the Art of Charm and by way of that, bring about a bunch of really cool concepts and new information to the audience as well, actionable stuff. Frankly, the purpose of the show, it's not primarily about the guest themselves. In my opinion, the reason that other hosts, not saying that the guys you mentioned do this, but other hosts in general, the reason they don't challenge their guests is because they don't know any better. The Art of Charm is not a forum where anything goes. It's a forum where people have to back up what they say and be prepared to showcase that they're not selling snake oil and that they've done their homework. 
every subject matter expert on this program has been vetted. That said, it's not in our ability to gaze into a crystal ball and see if someone will produce something from the ether that will actually lead the audience astray. That's you guys. My primary goal is to make sure that you get the best content possible. The secondary goal is to showcase the Art of Charm products and services, and the tertiary goal, that means third, is to give other thought leaders a platform to sell their own wares, their books, their ideas. They're welcome to do so, but only insofar as their materials are legitimately of value to the audience. When people make things up or give outdated information that's already been debunked by science, and I see that, they're not doing that. I'd be remiss in my duty as a host if I sat there and did nothing. So thanks for your feedback on this, and thanks for being a loyal fan. I want you to know why I challenge people. It's not to showcase that I'm right and that I know everything. It's so that somebody doesn't go, hey, remember those things that that one woman talked about? Well, my girlfriend looked down while she was telling me where she was last week, so I broke up with her, and you know, I think that I'm going to quit my job because... Uh, you know, my boss doesn't let me walk around barefoot and, and, you know, use ionization in the office. I mean, these things can be dangerous if the ideas go unchecked. That's not to say everything you hear on The Art of Charm is 100% true all the time. I can't tell sometimes, and that's why I do fewer nutrition podcasts and things like that. It's not my bag. It's not my area of expertise. But if I hear something that is outright false, I will say something. Regardless of whether or not the guest thinks that's a little bit rude or not, and I'm not going to edit it out either most of the time unless things really go haywire because I have a responsibility to you not to do that and not to allow that. So I hope that helps and I hope that clarifies things. Thanks again for being a loyal fan, Mike. Much appreciated. I, I do appreciate when people ask questions like this because it gives me a chance to tell you why I do stuff, and I dig that. Lennon and McCartney, Jagger and Richards, Watson and Crick, AJ and Johnny. What about the perfect duo when it comes to growing your business? Well, that's you and Shopify. That's right, Johnny. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling your own fire merch or promoting your productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, as well as millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. And AJ, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands that you love, giving your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash charm. Go to shopify.com slash charm now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. 
Shopify.com slash charm. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? interviewing endless people because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash charm. Just go to indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Jordan. On Fan Mail Friday number 50, I understood your comment about the person who had signed up to AOC yet was not comfortable expressing it. As an older dude of 52 who went through the AOC program, it is a framing issue. I told people I was going on a self-improvement boot camp. I added that it was about social dynamics and networking to those who wanted more specifics. I thought it would be better in a small group than doing a Tony Robbins program with thousands of people. Regards, Lee, AOC alum, November 2015. Hey, Lee, thanks for sharing that. Very, very cool. I think that a lot of people are embarrassed to seek help in any area. But when you're looking at this kind of thing, ask yourself, would you be embarrassed if this was a non-Euclidean geometry class that you needed to get through for engineering or physics or something like that? You'd have a tutor in a second. You'd have a teacher for just about anything else. It's only when we start to cross the ego that things start to become a little bit foggy and you go, well, I don't want people to know. Think about this. If you had a math tutor or a personal trainer, do you think your friends would, would have anything to say about it other than be proud and happy for you? Probably not. Hello, Jordan. How important do you think grade point average is in college, and should I sacrifice actual learning to achieve it? I would rather spend my time reading thought leaders' books and getting real-world experience than sitting in a classroom regurgitating material I know I won't use. In one of my classes, my teacher reads definitions off PowerPoint slides for three hours straight. It's a joke, but it will be an easy A within my major. I'm an MBA college student on full scholarships studying entrepreneurship and sales. I've heard your take on college before in your podcast, but does that change if you're on a full-ride scholarship? Thanks, Margo. Hey, Margo, thanks for writing in. This is an interesting question that a lot of young people and people going through master's programs after some career experience are dealing with. Look, you need to maintain your GPA to maintain a scholarship since you have one. So check the fine print on your scholarship. Make sure you don't need all B's or above because you could find yourself in serious hot water and or debt and or not being able to finish the program if you slack off too much. And I'll be honest, high performers 
They usually realize that your GPA is not the major thing that you need to focus on, but they'll get a high GPA anyway. So bear that in mind. High performers get both. Also, the GPA can open doors when being hired. Yes, some companies will look at this. I know when I was in law school, your grades from the first year of law school, that was pretty much all that mattered for hiring at different tiers. And look, if the subject matter is so easy, do it. Guess what your job is going to be like? Yep, a lot like this sometimes. Learn to deal with it. Learn to thrive within the system if you're going to school to work in the system. Hey, and if you want to read books and forge your own path, getting an MBA and working at a Fortune 500 won't be for you at all. So if you're getting the MBA just for the heck of it and then doing something on your own, quit school if you're not learning anything and it's distracting you from something better anyway, or keep your options open, but excel in all areas that require it. Don't just be selective and half-ass something because it's a waste of your time right now. If it's a waste of your time, get out. I hope that helps, Margo. Let me know what you decide to do. Jordan, I've been a huge fan since I saw you at HustleCon in San Francisco. I have a quick question about what to do when you see a man sadly engaging in supplicative behavior. Tonight, I just met a good friend's boyfriend who insisted on buying the entire group shots multiple times throughout the night. It was fun at first, but by the end of the night, nobody wanted anything to do with him because he couldn't get a good read on what the group actually wanted, which was just to hang out and have fun, not get obliterated at his expense. It was kind of sad. I know he was trying to make the group happy, but in doing that, he made himself seem like a dude who was just trying to win everyone over and failing. My question to you is this. What do I say to the guy who's clearly foundering and wasting his money on the group? Armed with the knowledge from your podcast, do I have a responsibility to help him? And what do I say? Sincerely, Morgan. Hey, Morgan, look, say something. Here's the point. You've got to give them approval after you do, give them a little bit of value. Like he's seeking value. He wants to build himself up because he wants everybody to like him. So he's using his money to do that. It is a little pathetic. He does it because he doesn't know any other way to do it. And he wants to earn the approval of the group because his girlfriend's a part of the group. In the end, his intentions are good, but you know the cliche about good intentions. So say something to him privately make sure he feels good about it. Like, hey, man, you don't have to buy everybody drinks. Everybody thinks you're a great guy. You're super generous, but we feel a little bit guilty almost like we're taking advantage of you. So look, let us get the next round. Maybe he'll back off. The The problem with this kind of person generally is it's kind of like the teach a man to fish, give a man a fish thing. You can tell him that, but he's still, it's not going to solve the problem of him being approval seeking. It's going to become exhausting They'll love you at this point because the value that you're giving them is what he actually wants in the first place, but it's gonna, you're going to constantly have to do this. It's not going to fix the problem instantly, but at least you don't have to feel guilty using them in the long run. Unfortunately, this type of thing is very likely to ruin his relationship with his girlfriend because if all of you guys have the same opinion, it's going to start to wear on her as well, and it's probably something he's doing within the relationship as well. So. I hate to be self-serving here, but you might want to tell him about the art of charm as well because he's going to need this to manage this particular issue that he's got in his head over the long haul because he's, he's doing this because this is what he knows how to do, and that is not good. All right, I hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget, you can email us at friday at theartofcharm.com. And we've got something new. Our friends at Burner App have set us up with a call-in line now. So if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text us, you can do either to 415-429-1915. That's 415-429-1915. And if you need to stay on the download or you just don't want someone to have your actual phone number, be sure to check out Burner 
at BurnerApp.com. It's a cool app. It lets you make new phone numbers on the fly right from your smartphone and just burn them when you're done without buying a flip phone from uh, a pawn shop and throwing it in a dumpster like a drug dealer. We're testing this out, so let us know what you guys think of it. So far, uh, so good, but I would love to see if this thing takes off for AOC as well. So give us a call or a text. Let us know what you think and drop your Fan Mail Friday right in there. This week I did a video on how to cultivate discipline and why discipline only counts when you need discipline. It's a little circular, but I think it'll be helpful. And of course I've got a drill to cultivate discipline as well. A link to this post can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF52. Also, of course, with the Art of Charm Challenge, theartofcharm.com slash challenge, or text CHARMED, that's C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444. We're going to take you step-by-step on becoming better at networking and making personal and professional connections. It's a unisex product, so the AOC guys and gals can get in on that, and will help you increase your personal social capital and your charisma. That's at theartofcharm.com slash challenge, or text CHARMED to 33444. Quick shout out to Ishan in Nigeria. He's coming to boot camp in May. They're working. Sounds so dangerous. Be careful, man. And James in New Zealand. Sounds so not dangerous. Walk around with, uh, you know, your money hanging out of your pocket down there. Complete opposite places in many ways. New Zealand and Nigeria. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up and I'll shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com. Now have a great weekend. Get out there and connect and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.